What the it's, fuck did I just watch? It's sickening, actually. What What did I, like, so I uh, had you're to... Be, you're a better man than me, because I didn't watch it. So, it, it, no. and because of that, I had to supersize today. <laughs> did, did, who, yo, do they rehearse? Probably not. Do, do they, do they go through the process? Sweet to Sally. see if, if this shit is even doable? Guys! Oh my god! How many hours was it? Um, I think it was, what, a three-hour show? Yo. A three-hour show. But it felt like maybe four or five by the time, uh... The main event was. Some. I didn't. I, I'll be. I'll be. I'll be fair. Put it out right now. We haven't got to the pay per view yet, but I didn't watch it. I had a lot to do today, so. I mean, same. That's why I had it playing in the background, but I legit just like just played it for just you know just playing. I it. I will say though, the best part of the whole show for me, per, uh, the best part of like <laughs> not watching it was listening to Brian Alvarez on Wrestling Observer Radio. Listen, watch it. Oh my god, that was funny. He was doing it live. He was doing it live. Yo, yo, he was doing yo, it live. And he legit at one point says, Is Triple H coming out with a tricycle? And then, and then, <laughs> and then, and then those I'm dead. fucking Saudi fans, the, the 10 of them that was that was actually active, had the nerve, the unmitigated motherfucking girl to, to, to utter the words, This is awesome? Like, oh, and, and what the, the fuck are they? Yo! Okay. This is awesome! In their defense. Awesome right, I was about to say, in their defense. This is, they that just, shit was the most dreadful shit. They don't get I to see, watch this stuff live. No! Probably no! No! I yo, mean, that know. is like my you two. Emoji like no, this, that okay? shit was like my two drunk fucking uncles that decided to get up from the Domino's table and get up and actually have a sparring match and decided to, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna put on my wrestling trunks. You know what? I'm gonna put on my pajamas and we gonna have ourselves a good old wrestling match. So, so if um, homeboy that was listening they to me, can each I listen to that right now? Yes, yes, I'll, 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 I'll send you the link. Please, thank but you. Welcome, everyone, to the Pro Wrestling Spotlight Presents True Hill Heat 37. We are live right now, just hours, just a few hours <laughs> after WWE Sweet Saudi Money 3. Three! We'll be discussing SSM. That shit felt like it just finished. Yes, it just finished. We're going to be <gasps> discussing the New Japan Pro I'm Wrestling Best of the Super Juniors 26 shit. Finals. And we haven't been with you in two weeks, so we'll be giving you our thoughts on Has AEW, it been two weeks? Or Mango yes. or pineapple? And we'll Mango. be giving you our Mango. thoughts on this Sunday's Dominion Liquor interview. or juice first? So welcome huh? to... Liquor or juice first? Liquor. Welcome Sorry. to True Hill Heat 37. You know, the top guy, JJ, our resident True Hill alcoholic, and the always beautiful, always lovely Miss Chrissy Love is with us. Welcome, guys. How are you guys feeling today? Amazing. Stressed. Tired, but you know. Stressed. Stressed the fuck out. Stressed out. Like, I'm not supposed to have waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning <laughs> to go to... And, th and then watch that? Apparently. apparently yeah. It's, it's, I, know, I know it's rough. I know it's rough. It's okay. It's a totally, it's a totally different show from the AEW one that you I enjoyed. Huh? Oh, oh God, we're not even. Don't we're, they, we're, they don't we'll even. Talk, we'll talk about the, the the stark contrast in those shows, you know, momentarily. You? But let's discuss what we how we always start. Oh, oh, my shit is gonna be all the way up. Heel roll call. That is a lot. This um, is oh yeah, I know. That is. A, I know. From the it looks dumb. This is where we That's shout all out I need. It's a little color. A little color. That's all I need. Okay. That's all I need. 
Let's shout out a couple of our top three conversation starters who are known as the True Hill Trinity. Coming in at number three, we got Jamie Tanak. Coming in at number two is Bruno AB. Sorry, Bruno, no applause for you this week. Johnny Baby Seth, he is at Impact Pro Wrestling right now in Queens, so he is not with us. Our producer, Baby Seth, is not with us today. So sorry, Bruno, no standing uh, uh, round of applause for you. Bruno! Woo! I ain't. Yeah, listen, listen, listen. All right. Yeah, okay. Yay, oh. Bruno. Oh. Uh, and then number one, the Negro Buck, Nick Jackson, coming in at number one. But you three guys better watch out because my boy, the true face, Steve Salvage, is nipping at your heels. He's right underneath them at number four. So nice, he might nice. the street before you guys make it to THH to 50. So. Okay. Our True Hills that we got to shout out, Carlos Navarro. He's been uh, creating a lot of conversations on the True Hills group page. So shout outs to him. Nick Bardot, uh, Charles Cousins III, Bobby Charles Davis. Cousins, he's, is there three of you guys? Wow. Apparently, yes. Jameson Black and Gabriel Karen. And then a couple of our YouTube subscribers, we got to shout out Steve Savage Hall and James Fulham. So shouts out to you guys. You're a couple of our new subscribers on our YouTube channel. So... We don't have our producer here with us, so I'm, you know, a couple of us are going to say, we're going to do the oh, reading I'm, I'm, of... I'm reading. Y'all better say some relevant shit if y'all want to be talked about. I'm just, I'm, listen, you, you talking directly to us now, y'all. Don't, yes. don't, don't be putting up no bullshit that, okay, oh, so those little it's three not, words. No, nothing through the filter of our producer this week. So, so. He's, what did, so Chris said, um... But if you are a first time watch, I'll shout you out. So Chris Gutierrez says... I think they were actually chanting, this is harm, 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 really, Chris, harm. Chris, I think that was a racist joke, I'm yeah, pretty uh, sure that was a racist I'm joke, I'm sorry if that was supposed to be a joke and I made it fail, I apologize, yeah, Chris. you didn't, you didn't have quite the delivery, uh, shout out to Justin Lopez, he <laughs> says I gotta, I gotta talk louder cause he can barely hear me, uh, yeah, Nick, and Nick Jackson is happy, about the True Hill Trinity still being the top three. And we got Lawrence Brown, my good friend Lawrence Brown, king of the wee-wee. He talks <laughs> out toxic True Hill, yes. And then, and then Bruno AB says he's still here, bitches. He said, Google it. Are you laughing? Chris! <laughs> <laughs> and then shout out to Walter, Walter Scott. Walter Scott, a friend for watching. Watcher. Thank you for Hi, watching, sir. Hi, Mr. Scott. So let's get into it, guys. True Hill Heat 37. We got to start off. We've been off for two weeks since AEW Double or Nothing. So we got to talk about the man that made that made the most noise at Double or Nothing. The man that came out with the podcast that I am now calling the essential listening mm -hmm. for every mm -hmm. wrestling fan in the world today. It is no longer the CM Punk embellishing stories about his injuries on a couch with his best friend. It is now this man on Talk is Jericho. And then finally, this past Wednesday, this man became the first ever man to win the WWE United States Championship and the IWGP United States Championship. That's right. I am talking about Dean Ambrose, a.k.a. now John Moxley. John Moxley has become the hottest pro wrestler in the, in the business today. It started off at AEW Double or Nothing when he came out at the end of the show. He attacked Chris Jericho. Paul Turner, the referee, got into a huge brawl with Kenny Omega and laid him out, laying the groundwork for a huge match between those two. Then he followed that up with a huge podcast on Talk is Jericho where he went in on everything that wow. has gone on over the last six wow. months with him in WWE, <clears throat> all the creative problems, and how, how he said it best, 
the WWE gave him, you know, a nice life. He did a lot of great things with Make-A-Wish. He met his wife, but then he spent two hours burying the company. So, and then finally, to top all of that off, at the Best of the Super Juniors 26 Finals, he defeated Juice Robinson for the IWGP United States Championship in a great, great brawl. So, what were your guys' thoughts on everything that's been going on with John Moxley? What was your reaction to his debut with AEW, signing with AEW, and then showing up in New Japan? I mean, well, once he dropped that promo video, we kind of already knew. Even though he said he did that video like a long time ago before it even dropped. And then he comes out and everyone like blew the roof off the damn house of that place. Mm -hmm. And even if you were not at Legends, I mean, I'm sorry, you were not at a good place. Three, it just proves that everything we've said about the WWE is in true facts. Everything that he was doing was trash. He didn't even like doing that trash. We said it was trash. And what a way to say fuck you, Vince. And I will say, the fact that you're saying that means a lot because when the whole John Moxley video came out, I know. you were down on him. And you were like, this was not going to make you. I, I would say that you were, you were kind of I mean, against I was, him being the hottest not, wrestler. Not even career. against. I was like, I just hope everyone keeps convinced. that. Right. I was hoping everyone keep that same energy. Because it was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Y'all wasn't calling for his name no other time. Because of what WWE had him doing. Right. <laughs> so, again, still making it say what we said was true. Yeah, it's, it's WWE. It's all their fault. He tried to beg him to change it, and he just was like, you know, being the company guy, you know, tried to do his job. He didn't want to make it worse for his wife because she still got to work there. I wonder what was the next day at work with that, you know. Ooh, I can imagine like, what, did, what, what, did it what say? Monday was like right, after you know what I'm saying? Double like, or nothing, man. Like, dude, well, you know, she, I don't know. Like, what did they say? Like, a lot of people, I'm sure, was talking. It's, it's a lot of, it's all the tea he spilled on uh, Talk is Jericho. Uh, what was your reaction to his debut at uh, Double or Nothing, Top Guy JJ? I will literally go in my pocket right now and eat all the crow. <laughs> For, for I was on Chris, I was on not all the way on Chrissy's side, but I felt the same. I felt blah too, because I, I didn't yes. feel that he would. I, 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 in my mind, when and this is just anybody that works mm -hmm. and that anybody when you spend so much years getting watered down and buried, your mind sometimes goes away with it. Sometimes your creative juices goes away with it. The minute he stepped out of that company and it was all telling from that podcast he had a countdown mm -hmm. he had a countdown and you can now see if you play hindsight you can see the countdown playing out through his live looks and as soon as that shit hey fucking april 30th and that contract was over holy shit the passion for the wrestling came back mm. you've seen this fire ass promo introduction that he had I mean, it was kind of telling, as we said on the last episode of True Hill Heat, that he was going to be at Double Enough, and I picked him to be at the Battle Royal. Obviously wrong about that. Much better booking, of course. That's why I'm sitting here, and they're booking. <laughs> but the fact that he actually debuted at a headline spot, and he actually put on the finishing touches to a remarkable fucking pay-per-view, and then literally a couple of days later, puts out another video Shooting that juice, 
calling himself the Death Rider. This was it the was video just like that was already out. It was so just like it was all build up. I'm sold. He he literally sold me. I'm like, all right, I'm bought into this character. I, I'm so bought the fuck in. It literally feels like somebody has invigorated that wrestling passion mm-hmm. and is putting that shit all on the screen. And that makes matches better. That makes storytelling better. It makes you more invested. And thank you, thank you, John motherfucking Moxley, because you proved me and probably a whole lot of other people wrong when you came and you did what the fuck you did, because bravo to you, man. Mm -hmm. You fucking did it. Yep. He did. He did have the like the biggest moment of uh, AEW, AEW uh, double or nothing. I mean, the reaction that he got when he came through the crowd was amazing. Like, and the reaction that we had at Legends mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. was amazing. We felt like we were live at the building because of how much like people were excited as soon as he came on the camera. And then Jim Ross on the call. That was vintage Jim Ross. Like Jim Ross on the call made it so much better. Yeah. If you hear him on the Weight Color podcast, he talks about that. He said oh, really? he's the type of guy that never likes to rewatch anything he does but he was like that was the greatest moment of his career he said that he won the WWE championship right across the street at the T-Mobile arena that moment at Double or Nothing was bigger than that Wow. And he said that he never rewatches anything he does, but he rewatched that, and he was like, Jim Ross made him look so much cooler than he really is. He was like, Jim Ross took it to a whole and other level. How smart was it of all the producers, whether it was Cody, the Bucks? Whoever made the decision not to tell Jim Ross that Moxley was coming. That was, yeah. Because it created that that, that organic response like, holy hell, what is he doing here? (laughs) Like, oh my God, like, because Jim Ross was on the fence with me all night with his commentary. Yes, yes, he looked tired, he looked like he didn't want to really be there. It it started feeling more, it started feeling New Japan-esque. (laughs) <laughs> and once that championship match happened and the Cody and Dustin match ha- took took place, you started to feel some of his passion kind of like kind of reignite. You kind of like see he's lighting the lighter and it's sparking mm-hmm. and it's sparking. It's you know, not you, exactly you, you lighting up. Yeah. And when Moxley came out, like that shit just like holy. Holy shit, business is about to pick up. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it was like, oh, all right, all right, all right. Now, now this is some good shit. But it's just, it just <laughs> proves to you that, like, what, what WWE was doing with him as a heel character, because they could have did so much good stuff with him, and they just dropped the ball. And then him, like, doing Vince's voice and just, like, going oh my back. Oh, it's That was the best part of the talk is Jericho. It's just good shit. It's, it's just, just good shit. And, then, and it's like, it's sad because then this like. This is so you. This is so you. No, it's not. And then like Jericho's there like, you know, saying like, yeah, he used to do the same shit with me. I'm like, oh my God. Like Vince is really like, he does not know what he's doing. No. He doesn't get it. Like he's an old, and, and, and it's like, your dad did this. So you should Try not to do what your dad did because you didn't want to do what he was doing. But you're do- the cycle is going the same de- way. And it's like Shane and none of them, I don't know why they're not picking up to like take it away from you. I don't know. But it's sad because it's like it's the same cycle and you're so out of touch with what's going on. Yeah. And they said it, and it's like, that you got to. You, and it's, I'm sure everyone has said it, but now you have like more of the forefront when it's more like wider where a lot more people can hear it and listen and see like. Damn, they really telling the same thing. Uh, same, uh, no, uh, not everyone can be telling the same lie. 
Yeah, exactly. It's not a lie. It's the same truth. And like, if you notice, since the Talk is Jericho podcast came out, no one from WWE has come out and said he over embellished. No one's come out and said that he sounds bitter. He sounded he sounded he very sound, grateful he, he, for his time in WWE, and he was one hundred percent honest with Chris Jericho because it felt like that whole podcast felt like two friends just talking. Mm-hmm. It felt like two friends just talking more than CM Punk and Cole Cabana sounded like two friends talking, which was supposed to be two friends talking. Chris CM Punk got so overboard with that that it, it kind of like I I always heard oh that's the wrestling pod the podcast wrestling fans should listen to mm-hmm. no because CM Punk was so bitter that he over embellished everything and yeah. I said it to yeah. a couple of my friends if CM Punk leaves WWE in 2011 when his contract expired and he re-signed at Money in the Bank 2011 if he leaves in 2011 and he does the Cocabana podcast that's how it would have sounded because mm. he would have left before his passion for wrestling died mm-hmm. it died in the three years that he re-signed for and John Moxley is different because he got out with his soul still intact mm-hmm. and that's the part that I was afraid of mm. because he's he been there, yeah. with WWE since 2012 and it was just how long can you keep that fire? Like, how long? And he said it himself. He's like, when he was out on his injury, he was like, he had lo- when he left, he had lost it. He and did- then he did, He started watching old tapes, watching old things on the network, and he started getting the love back. And then once I told him he was going to do the stuff, he was like, no, and, and like he's like one of those those people that don't like. Damn, do I gotta go to work today? Like that, yeah. they really hate their job. What was like, very telling was when he said during that exact podcast. My love for wrestling started coming back once I was rehabbing and I was working out. I was getting in shape. I was ready to come back, but not for WWE. But but, but not for WWE. He he, he he did spies having to go back there because he knew what was in store for him. But he was looking forward to no, he coming was, he back, back yeah, and doing that return pop. And then he talked about it. And I, and I think Yo, we talked about this. I've been harping on this that, forever. That he ruined the whole surprise of his return because of that whole setup with Seth Rollins. Like, you got a psychopath in your corner. Huh? 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 So yes, I'm gonna yes, have yes, yes, a lunatic in mind. Oh my god! <laughs> so he, so it just showed that Seth didn't want to say it. He didn't want to say it. Just just ruined the whole damn thing. It ruined. They 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 find a way to ruin everything. So what was your guys' thoughts on him winning the IWGP United States Championship? His whole new look. If you and if you his whole new look like that was the best I've seen uh, John Moxley look in in the the seven years he's been in WWE he never looked that good coming out like I heard it's people, like you you know you can take like a month vacation off like whatever and you you he been back at the gym like he must was just in sleep eat gym and then sleep the, eat gym though that was the, the the first thing that caught me but the second thing that reaction to him. Mm. When soon as he came in the crowd, there was a roar. Mm-hmm. There was a whole different vibe to him in New Japan. So what would you guys thoughts on that? So to I'm gonna I'm not gonna read his whole comment because this is a Bible. So Simon Monk says this match was a three star match with Juice Robinson. Um, so first you need to watch wrestling matches again. <laughs> well, Simon, right. To be fair, Simon Monk is from the UK and he he only enjoys Pete Dunne matches from where I, I and I, I, and get it, I get it, I get it, and I get it, I get it. That's fine, but like just because you have a favoritism towards another match, and this is probably other people too. Like people's buying into the hype potentially of John Moxley. People is buying into 
Dude, that was, he he fought harder than any match that he ever had in the WWE. His style literally it it, it it, it, there was, it started off WWE-like. I will say that. The first two, three minutes of that match was very, that. very okay. WWE-like. And then, boom. At that five-minute mark, that shit picked all the way up. That shit went completely outside WWE's realm. It started to feel like an independent match. Mm. It started to feel like those matches with those rugged styles, with the careless, with the careless striking, the shit that we love and we crave for. That shit started to creep into it, and it just became a thing of beauty. That's why it got such a great response throughout the entire 22 minutes of the match. Like, it, it was a fantastic fucking match. And, and I'm not the biggest fan. I, I said I hate Dean Ambrose matches. I, <laughs> I couldn't stand his matches, but I was into that mm -hmm. shit. That shit was excellent. That and was, Juice Robinson had a hell of a performance as well. That was his best match in his uh, series with AJ in 2016, three years. Yeah, and, and, and that was, was and in my eyes, that was Juice Robinson's best match. And it, I was live for I, the previous match that I thought was his best match against Jay White in San Francisco last year. <clears throat> but that one was better. Now him winning the the i the the IWGP United States title, I was kind of on the fence with it, but it's kind of like you know. It's one of those things you kind of got to strike while the iron is super, super hot. Mm. And they struck while the iron is super, super hot because it's probably going to lead to more stories in the future for, for New Japan. And probably going to start to maybe potentially build this relationship yep. with AEW, if which is something I've been against. But if they're going to do it this beautifully, it, it's like, damn, I, I just got to sit back and watch. You, yeah, you just I have just got to sit it. back and watch because... They, 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 like the freedom. You can just feel the freedom in these characters, and it is fucking amazing. Absolutely. Sad part so, is that oh, I'm sorry. To no, cut no, you no, off. No, Sad no. part is that it's they probably Vince probably don't even give a damn about none of this that we that that happened. Oh right no, now. he gives a damn. You think so? <laughs> he definitely gives a damn. You, you gives, think? So? He, I don't really think he does. Any, like anytime, anytime he knows Vince, it's happening, but Vince does not want to be the bad guy. So that the fact that this podcast is going out now, Dustin's podcast with Talk Is Jericho came out this week. These are things yeah, I that, that make one. Vince look bad, yeah. and he does not want the WWE to be the bad guy company, and he especially doesn't want him to be the bad guy it's of not, the wrestling it, business. WWE, it, it's him, not WWE. But even though he is the he's. He, he is, is WWE. WWE. Yeah. He he's the one that makes all the decisions. Every decision goes through him. Like that's why I tell people on on these message boards when they want to separate the in-ring product of NXT from WWE. No, I'm sorry. Keep the same energy. No, it's all to. WWE. NXT is WWE on social media in in business terms. Anything trademarked, you would see WWE NXT. It's not just NXT. I see brands. I see people break down the brands like, oh, tier A is 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 NXT and New Japan. Tier B is AEW. Tier C is WWE. Tier B is W. No, WWE. If you're gonna keep the same energy, then put Raw and SmackDown separate. Don't just put <laughs> WWE and then put NXT like it's a different entity. It's so, the same company. Someone wrote. I said, is it still a, um? A, a shakeup? Is it still like um a, a, like the double the, but what, the wild card rule has totally ruined all that? that, that we're, uh, we're not gonna get it. Yeah, that's gonna be with him in New Japan. John Moxley, do you guys think he's gonna be in this summer's G One climax? Uh, probably so. I think they need him in yeah. there, especially with how the sales are yeah. for uh 
right now for Dallas, it hasn't sold out yet. So I I really believe they need to. How about you? I don't care anything about what. <laughs> I, I really, I, yo, when I tell you, I, I have so little care for anything WWE is doing I'm now. I'm not like, talking about WWE. No, he's. Th- I, I, I'm in depression right now. <laughs> this is why I call him a WWE <sighs> mark, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Let's in, go to the spotlight I'm in and the true heroes. There was so, actually a very interesting. Simon Monk says, uh, "Great, you guys are so passionate about it. Wish I got it." I, Simon, at the it's end okay. of the day, like, it's you know, okay if you don't get it, my brother. As long as we can all admit on the same level, Simon Mug, me, you, everyone else, New Japan made a new star in one night. Regardless yeah. of how you felt about the match, they made John Moxley a new star for mm-hmm, them. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that's what we got to do. Uh, uh, Justin says, knocked myself out and thought I could finish. Love my fans, but let you down. I guess that's uh, what Goldberg said, but we're not up to that part. <laughs> um, and then uh, Chris Gutierrez says, as the U.S. champion, he has to be at the G1. I agree. I yeah. agree. That, and, they, and they need him for those sales. I think that, uh, that yeah. Moxie will be a draw for them in the United States. Mm-hmm. And that's something that they need. Right so now. that knocked myself out and thought I could finish Love My Fans, but let you down. Was that an apology from Goldberg? I guess because so. that's uh, that's exactly what J- JJ said. Um, yeah, that's why I just you literally. No, just I, I know. I'm just asking. Was that the apology? That was that the word worded <laughs> apology? Yeah, oh, a, we gotta get to that. We're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. We're okay. gonna get to that. We're gonna talk about what's super, next. What's super next? Super what's next? What's next? What's uh, next? So final thing on uh, John Moxley. Who is it that y'all guys want to see him versus in AEW or New Japan? Number one person. Before we move on, who he's worn right now. Kenny. Uh, Kenny, Kenny Omega? Kenny or Jericho? Kenny. Jericho? Kenny Jericho. Kenny for me. Kenny Omega? I I, I did not... That, that was the type of match... Either one like, of them. I when those guys started brawling at Double or Nothing, it was the type of match I never knew I wanted until I saw it. Mm. Until they started yeah, brawling. Exactly. And then I was like, yo, I want this match more than any match in wrestling right now. That's how it was. And I believe it's going to happen at All Out. But we'll talk about that more when we talk about Double or Nothing. Mm-hmm. Let's get into ROH and more controversy. More bad news for ROH, JJ. How about it? So ROH this time, they have a little bit of controversy from their live event in uh, Pacific Northwest. They had a fan who was basically uh, heckling the Allure stable, which is the beautiful people of Angelina Love and Velvet Sky and their colleague Mandy Leon. Mandy Leon is the girlfriend of of ROH Booker Delirious Mm. and Velvet Sky is the fiance of new ROH Booker Bully Ray. Uh, the fan actually said some things in reference to Velvet Sky's relationship with Bully Ray, which were uh, considered, you know, inappropriate. So they had security go into the crowd, grab the fan. Instead of kicking the fan out, which what they should have done, they had the fan go backstage and had him wait. Had him wait until Bully Ray came out and basically uh, gave the fan a lecture. A lecture on how to be a fan. That he what? should not be. he should not be saying things to ladies that he shouldn't say to his mother. What? Bully Ray. Let me repeat this. Bully Ray, a.k.a. Bumpa Ray Dudley, who cursed out mothers and grandmothers in ECW, told a fan that he should not tell heel bad guy wrestlers things that he would not say to his mother. And then he told the fan, you know, go back to the crowd and just be a fan. And then tapped him on the back. Bully Ray has come out and said that the fan uh, basically warped this whole story into making himself look like the victim. But 
I mean, I'll get into what I feel about this certain situation, but what do you guys think about this whole big controversy, a new controversy with ROH and how they handled this situation with the fan? Why, why, I, I keep asking the same, why the hell is Bully Ray still in the business? Right. Like, I keep, I, it's like, it's like asking the same question over and over I'm and like, what, over like, what? and over. This is stupid. It, it, this is not. A, I don't. Yo, th this is just more, more ammo. This get is just a waste of time bully, to even talk about. Yo, get all of these has-beens out. Yo, bully Ray, get him gone. He he's been great for the business, but not no more. Like he is out of touch. He's, he's out one. of touch with the world. And, and come How on, we, we know what the fuck our people. reaction was when we saw this a lost shit. Like like, what the fuck is that? No one wanted that. The last thing that I remember from Allure was that that that's that that R and B song that came out in like nineteen ninety four, like all cried out, like oh, I'm I'm trying. all cried out with one yes, like I'm, bye, like bye, like what the fuck? And I love and anybody that knows me knows I love the third girl in Allure. Did, no, what? Mandy Leon. And I'm not even gonna call her Mandy. I'm not even calling her that no more because she's a part of this bullshit. She's a, like, what the fuck? But I never knew that. Sorry. This is all cancer. Like, this is all more cancer yeah. to ROH. Like, R it is bad enough that ROH is in a fucked really up spell right. It's no. bad enough ROH is in a fucked up spell right now. It's bad enough they're in a fucked up spell. And, 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 then, and then you got these jackasses. This is why they get fired from fucking companies like Impact. This is why you get fired <laughs> from this bullshit. Like, this is how it happens. Well, you know. This is how, this is what, what happens. Like, I mean, I kind of, I, I have this big smile on my face because I did try to tell JJ. ROH is not the, R I am a lifelong, ROH, I became a fan in 2003, 2004. It's not that anymore. It's not that. And, like, it started from the backstage. I told y'all on one of the old uh, heated opinions, Delirious was killing ROH. <laughs> and then they made it worse by hiring Bully Ray to be a part of his team. Oh, my God. It's Chris, just, shut up. It just, it just goes from bad to worse. Let Damn it. Later from the spotlight in the True Hills, uh, Walter Scott, you know, shouts out to him. He said he's going to share it. He's going to watch later. You can watch On Demand, Walter Scott. We are uh, become a subscriber on our YouTube channel. Uh, what else we got here? We got Nick Jackson says he will probably be, because all the champions are, he's talking about John Moxley in the uh, G1 Climax. Nick Jackson also wants to see John Moxley versus Suzuki in New Japan, and he wants to see him versus Jimmy Havoc in AEW. Chris Gutierrez wants to see him versus Jay White. He says, AKA Dirt Blade versus the <laughs> uh, Mike, Mike Martin, the Juggalo Mike, says he's ready for uh, Janela versus Moxley. That's going to be at Fighter Fest on June 29th in Dayton, Dayton Florida. And then uh, JJ's favorite, Jason Michael Campbell, is with us. <laughs> What's up, guys? Hey. And then Marcos uh, Martinez says Teddy Hart was AEW. Was AEW or is AEW? I'm going to need you to respond to that, Marcos uh, Martinez. Maybe that's new news that we can break on THH 37. And Jason Michael Campbell says, JJ, you really need to learn a new vocabulary. What the fuck does that even mean? Because you use a, you curse a lot. So the fuck what? See, fuck you, you live with it, you fuck face. Oh, Jesus. 
How about you? How about you? You learn to say something that's more than a three-line fucking thing or, or four words or whatever you just use over here. You need to learn this. Uh, uh. This is my favorite. Or, or, or this. Like, yo, listen. How about you come on the show? No, no, no. no but can I just say, Aldo Diaz might have the comment of the of oh the God. whole of the whole of the whole THH thirty seven. He says, "I just want to say real quick that I enjoyed SP 3s entrance with Adam Cole at Takeover twenty five. Facts. That was not me. Facts. <laughs> Facts. But that was hard. That was a horrible entrance. That would get to that. What you think? Yeah, so? I, I hated that, and I liked the song. I liked the song when he came out with the video. I was like, that's great. But what not, live? Not, I thought that was um, homeboy. Um, what's the dude that used to be with um, Leo Rush? Yes, I there you go. Uh, but no, live. That performance was awful to me. I'm sorry. You were there? Adam, no, no. I'm just saying when he oh. performed live. Adam Cole just looked like he was annoyed with him. <laughs> like Adam Cole did not want him in the entrance. Like Adam Cole's like, he just doing the same entrance. Did not even acknowledge him. Yo, I was about to say that. Do you you notice when 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 artists usually get to to come out with their with the with the with the Does talent? Does he sing the song? Usually, like, like, that's usually, what I'm that's the real artist. He's rap. He doesn't. He did a rap to the. Yeah. Oh. Usually, the talent will, will point to the artist. Like, hey, give a shout like, to the artist. Like, you know, point them out. No, like, did like, they like rehearse? Yo, Adam Cole paid this kid no attention. <laughs> Like, he paid him no attention. And, and what's funny is that if you kind of watch the video of him going over this line, this, this this track on IG, it actually doesn't sound that bad. No, it does not sound bad at all. But the voice over live, it's 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 literally, it's like a bad American Idol audition. <laughs> like, it, it, it's, it's, it's like, whoa. Like, yo, don't. Just like, you know what that shit is like? That shit is like... How Undisputed Era has literally like a perfect ring entrance. Mm -hmm. That's like somebody rapping over Stone Cold's music. Yeah, yeah. That's really what it felt and, like. And, and it's like, all right, just, all right, um, shut up. It's just like, we don't need shut this. Shut up. You're you about, really, you about to fuck up my boom. We really, yeah. We really, we really <laughs> yeah. don't need this. Uh, we're going to move on to our next topic. Our next topic has to be with someone that we've talked about before this year. <laughs> and it seems like to me, I wanted to say this, that True Hill Heat has been dedicated to two topics. AEW... And people that want to leave WWE. That's like, this whole 2019, that's been like the majority The whole of 19, you think? The whole of 2019. Maybe like the last four months. It's only been like six months. I mean, I mean that's just saying like, that was like not the like, whole I mean, six months. Literally but, the whole year. Yeah. Like January, AEW came in. True. Literally in January, that's when the Dean Ambrose leaving story came out. Did they get the, they gave the, yeah, sorry, yeah, never mind. Yeah, they January. gave the whole like no, dude, press release. The only release. time it seemed like people didn't want to leave WWE is the month of WrestleMania. That's it. That was it. And I was like, WrestleMania is over. After <laughs> like, WrestleMania is over. Fuck WWE all over again. Immediately after, that's when this woman. Yo, there's a pay per view called Stomping Grounds coming up. Like, what the fuck? Sasha and Banks is reborn on social media as Mercedes Varno Varnoda. It's her old uh, independent wrestling name. She's removed all <sighs> the WWE uh, tags from her social media. She's come out with a new photo shoot. Uh, reclaiming that she's gonna reclaim her soul that she finally found uh -oh. Mercedes. See what I'm saying? Look at it. Uh, somebody, somebody's, somebody's not telling a lie. You can't keep telling the same damn lie. 
So what were no, your some- thoughts on Sasha's whole social media rebirth and all these cryptic tweets? She did a live. Let me, let me go she did. Like- she did live tweets during AEW Double or Nothing. Oh, that's wonderful. So, <laughs> um, so you see the difference between Moxley and Sasha is that it looks like Moxley just couldn't wait to break free. It just looks like Sasha is just crying for help. It's so <gasps> different. So I can't. No. Anybody that no. says. Oh, anybody the fun after the DNM after the John Moxley podcast, excuse me, because I'm literally trying well, to remove the whole, I'm trying to remove the whole Dean Ambrose thing. But the fact that anybody that relates that the the Sasha oh I Sasha maybe should get an apology for how she feels because of how Moxley exposed WWE. No. No. Because Moxley's same. got a brain up here. Sasha just wants shit handed to her. Mm. And there's a major motherfucking difference. I, that, like I, that pissed me off so much. After that, after that talk is Jericho with John Moxley, the amount of Sasha Banks fans. Oh my that, god! That came to me and be like, "Oh, so do you still feel like Sasha's being a baby? You owe her an apology now." No, because she re-signed with WWE last year. Last year, no. it wasn't two, three, four, five, six years ago. It was last year when she had been through what two or three years of them not using her properly. Like, so what type of brain dead decision was that for her to resign last fucking year? And then, are you fucking kidding me? And then Shorty does a cartoon silhouette of herself and posts it on social media. What does it look like? The exact same woman, like nothing different. Nothing different. Literally a carbon copy of Sasha Banks WWE. The same shit. Just because you take a couple of little sexy photos in, in, in front of a tree or some shit doesn't mean you reinvigorated or reinvented yourself. No, no, nothing. No, no, you're not going to wrestle in that shit. You're not going to wrestle barefoot. That shit ain't happening. I feel like that's what Jamaica do for you. Make you, you know, fill your soul and be, you know, reborn again. You know, um, no. Because, you know, like, no. In her defense, you know, like, looking at these pictures, because I didn't see them before, so I'm looking at them now while you talk. Um, you know, her, and for oh, nothing, she's reinventing herself, right? I mean, it just looked like, like vacation pictures to me. <laughs> like, she had a good time. She, I like her with black hair, with her natural hair. She looks great. I don't know what that's for, but, uh, you know. Um, she's reinvented. It looks the same thing. It's the same fucking shit. <laughs> this was four, did, this was four days ago. I mean, I mean, like, <laughs> that's what you do on Instagram. So apparently uh, Sasha had a, uh, a meeting with Vince McMahon to discuss future plans. And well, you know, he, she, she's kind of like Dean. Like, you know, her husband still got to make people costumes and whatnot. Like, you know. He's, he's a still streamist. Gotta, he's he's a streamist. Or whatever. Streamstress. He's a wardrobe um, uh, creator. Thank a war- you. A seamstress. That's the, okay, the well, professional term for it. All right, fine. Whatever. You could potato, potato, whatever you want to call it. I mean, that's the, what it is. He's a seamstress. Fine. Yeah. Whatever. Um, he so, still worked there, so, and like you do, know, he's still. Do you see my point? It still it looked like vacation pictures. Don't she look like nothing to me. Like WWE sent on a vacation and said, oh, "I'm gonna take some nice little photo." I mean, the photos are nice. Right, they're very nice. Like photos are nice. They look like vacation. I don't see anything reborn. The photos you are just, nice. Uh-huh, ain't, like, ain't nothing, your nothing. name is still Sasha Banks ain't, on Twitter. The only thing that changed is on Instagram, now. which is Mercedes. Okay, Mercedes. I mean, that name still. You, is you know what the you know what the photos look like? Sasha Lena. What's wrong with him? A lot of things. 
<laughs> I mean, like, she looks great. She just looks like Sasha, with, but just with natural color hair. It looks like it looks like she's just on vacation. And you're like, oh, let me just take a couple of pictures in my swimsuit. That's what it looks like to me. I don't see nothing reborn. She, I don't see anything nice or whatever. She, Remember who she was in and changed the game? Oh, like I, like I was saying, she had a meeting with Vince McMahon about future plans. So apparently they're on a good, a good foot and that the WWE officials believe that she's going to be returning uh, to television this summer. Do you see, what do you see Sasha He's Ray still going to be, he's gonna still going to drop the ball with her too. Stop it. Let's go. Next, next topic. So, so the thing is, is that now is that to the point is that Sasha is not going to be happy with any storyline that she gets unless she is literally a champion. So and that ain't happening. She's getting a major push, but the thing is, is that becoming champion is not all it takes to get a major push. Right. You can have a major storyline involvement and and have some great battles with a lot of the women that's in the WWE right now. Look at look like like, like for nothing, like not for nothing. She ain't the champion, but look at somebody like Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans is od interesting. <laughs> Doesn't win a lot of matches at all, but she is way more interesting than Sasha Banks has been for the past year. Very true. I will, I will agree. Not with for that nothing now. that he he has a point. Like my husband, who watches it occasionally, and he'll watch it because I have it on. He's like, oh, who the hell, who is that? I was like, oh, that's Lacey. I was like, you never seen her. He's like, nah. I like her gear. She looks great. Who the hell is she? like? Like, why she looked, you know, she's nice. And she was like, oh, she did more than that. She came out, you know, with a little nice cute outfit. She took it off. And she said, oh, he's like, that's a wrestling game? I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, interesting. I guess I'll, you know, he'll, he's like tuned in to like see what more she can do. He heard her talking. She was like, okay. Lacey Evans, true draw. She's, oh, inter- she's interesting. Brother. Even though that match with Charlotte was the worst Charlotte Flair match I've ever seen. She's at least interesting. And, and, um, and Charlotte doesn't put on like horrible matches. No, she really. doesn't. She really she doesn't. like that was all on Lacey. That, that was yeah, I'm gonna say she botched that up. Um, unfortunately, like, Do and you, usually like she Charlotte can like at least pull and like at least make the match great. Yeah. Charlotte don't do horrible matches. Yeah, it was just it was just it was just really bad. A whole bunch of botches. And so let's hear from the spotlight and the. True Hills here. So Jason Michael Campbell, he says I was. Is that your real name? Yeah, that is. That is. That's his real name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's talking more relevant. He said I got tired of all the boss talk from Michael Cole. She hadn't been the boss since she was a heel. I I really do agree with that. You're right. Um, it's boss time. Nick Jackson says that was the dumbest fucking argument ever. Fucking apology. What? I, I mean, I, no, think, okay. I think he's talking about uh, with Sasha Banks. Uh, Jamie Tana called her CM Banks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, and then Jason Michael Campbell says, I feel sorry for the WWE. The gimmick pay-per-view is what put them out of business. Mm. And then nah. George, George Counterman, who's one of our top fans on the spotlight, says Sasha overvalues herself in WWE. That's part of the issue. She's important, but not the end-all, be-all. I mm. agree with that. I, I truly yeah, she feels like she's like the number one gal that's dead. Unfortunately, no, you're not. Boo. No, you're not. But do you think she would be a bigger star outside of WWE? No, not. I mean, she, of course, because of the buzz is gonna be there. Yeah, for a little like while. It'll, it'll make people watch. The buzz, but yeah, the, no. I think if but, she went to AEW, she would be the game changer for AEW's women's division. It would make people watch. Exactly. That would that would be the only reason. But will she? And that makes her a bigger star. 
I mean, if you're if you're drawing people to the product, that makes you a bigger star. But I mean, that's, really basic, that's yeah. basically like the first woman that would jump shit to go to AEW from right. that company would be the the, the game changer. And I so think that's, that's why that's she's not, pushing so hard. To and get that's out. not only open to Sasha Banks. So that would be open to a lot of women in the WWE. So that that's the thing. Is that, that he's if not one using. Of them jumps if one of them jumps shit, that would become a game changer. She's just trying to be the first one. Mm-hmm. She's simply trying to be the first one. She ain't the best one. No. But she's trying to be the first one. Hey, she's one of the best from WWE. So a couple of uh, more news that we got to just go through, run through real quick. We had uh, All Japan Pro Wrestling's current junior heavyweight champion, Atushi Ataki. He passed away this week, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, In my eyes, this past Monday, it was the best Firefly Firefly ever. It was. Oh, my God. It didn't remind you of the... um, the, the Kanye West workout video, yeah, almost. Absolutely. Oh my absolutely. God, that's. Sh- and then, and then, um, I, I forgot who it was, but on Twitter they came up with a remix with the Muscle Man <gasps> dance to the uh, uh milkshake. No. Milkshake brings up. Oh, yes. I have to find but it. Funny, it's on their True Hill oh, okay. uh, page, so check that out. Oh my God. And uh, Eli Drake was granted his release from Impact Wrestling. We touched on that previously before. I know hey. that's the top guy. JJ is one of his guys. And then one of the news I really wanted to touch on. I didn't have it right here. I don't have it written down, but. WWE pulls another petty move that backfires. WWE decided on August 31st, the same day as All Elite Wrestling's next big show in Chicago, All Out. The same day as New Japan Pro Wrestling makes their debut event in London, England, <sighs> called the called the Royal Quest, they decided they were going to run WWE NXT UK in Cardiff, Wales. What they thought was they talked to a person that was uh, in, involved in uh, ticker seller websites and stuff and research mm. like that. They thought that New Japan had only sold 2,000 tickets. Not realizing that two, New Japan was using two different ticket, ticket companies. So they had sold over 6,000 tickets for their show in London. The show in Cardiff, Wales is only holding about 1,200 people for NXT UK. And also, WWE didn't do their research to realize that Cardiff Rails have a national rugby game the same day. Oh, they're definitely not going to that shit. They're the damn sure not going to that shit. Nope. same day as WWE NXT UK. That's like it, that's like having a big-ass soccer game. You you damn sure not going to. Nope, they're not doing the that. The hotel nope. prices are through the roof nope. because everyone's traveling there for the rugby game. You should just cancel it. Sorry. They don't have the traveling crowd because the traveling crowd will be going to London, England. Or if you're in the U.S., you're going to Chicago for all out. All all out. So WWE, Petty Vince, you fucked yourself. Congratulations. So did Vince do that in for the I UK mean, or was it Hunter? I mean, it's twelve hundred seeds. They'll sell out. They won't sell out. Uh-huh. Twelve hundred. The last one in Royal Albert Hall when there was a soccer it, game, I it mean, did not sell out. Their last, their last. I mean, game. yo, if y'all don't sell out, a takeover with twelve hundred seeds. He didn't sell it out. <laughs> Dude, the, the Royal, Cause ain't none of us coming over to that Royal bitch. Albert Hall has like fifteen hundred in I, I got a special date in 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 that in that country around that time, but it's it's it's, it's not going. You're not going there. She's not going. Nope. It's mm-hmm. in England mm-hmm. and she ain't having it. Nope. We will touch on what you guys got to say about that that last bit of news that we gave you. We'll touch on that in a moment, but we got to run through what we missed. What we missed, of course, today was WWE Super Showdown, <laughs> aka as we've named it so affectionately here. <laughs> <laughs> WWE Sweet Saudi Money 3. SSM? The, yes, SSM 3. We were promised a, <laughs> we were promised a uh, cash-in from Brock Lesnar for the fourth <laughs> time and didn't get it. 
Seth Rollins defeated Baron Corbin in the opener. We had Kofi Kingston defeat Dolph Ziggler, even though everybody in their mama believed that since Brock didn't cash in on Seth Rollins, Brock was going to cash in on Kofi. He did How? not. How? What? Like, did not. what? Why? Because he can cash in on anything. Right, but I'm saying... <laughs> Okay, guys. Yeah. Fine, we were supposed to get, uh, they flied out uh, Alexa Bliss and Natalia to have the first ever women's match in Saudi Arabia. The Saudi government canceled that and didn't want that to happen, so those women flied out there for nothing. Um, we had. So we can only do, we'll only allow Renee to stay. That's it. Yes. Renee, don't, Renee's the only one. See, you know, see, Vince, you really need to give them back their money. We Just had give it back. Ron Just give Sheldon it back. defeat Bobby Lashley, and we had Mansoor, the man that debuted last year in Saudi Arabia. He won the 50-man battle royal. And then in what is being called, because I am strictly doing this off of you guys, you know, blessing me with the results in my inbox. I have not seen the show. I'm probably not going to watch it. But... I'm going off the results here. I'm just giving it here because we are a podcast and we have to be impartial. But I hear the main event of Sweet Saudi Money 3 was the worst match of 2019 as Bill Goldberg lost to Undertaker. So it can't be. Is it worse than the whole like Triple H and and um and Shawn Michaels? Yes, that was an issue. I know it was. It was worse than that match. Yes. That, that was last. That was yes. last. Yes. Top guy JJ, take it away because you saw this match. <laughs> take it away, top guy. Yo. You know what's funny is that like I was literally in the gym, right? And I was like, all right, I'm the coolest thing. So I'm you, 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 I see a Because I was in the gym. gym. I'm, right, if I'm in the gym, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm on the bike. I'm on the bike, right? No, no, I'm on the bike. I'm on the, I'm on, I'm on the elliptical machine. So I was okay. like, all right, I got, I got, a, I got some eyes. I got something she to was kill. Like, you just, you know, so I was like, all right, cool. I, I, I'm watching this clusterfuck. I see 97 people in the ring because I guess I tuned in right at the time of the battle royal. It's like, yo, it literally looked like there was a, it literally looked like a dipset performance. In oh, the gosh, fucking ring. Damn. There was like 97 motherfucking people in the ring. This shit was like the worst shit I've ever seen. It was like, yo. There could be a lot of people on the stage. Though, yo, when I mean the crowd no, did not have, give a flying have... fuck about that shit, they did not give a flying fuck about that battle royal whatsoever. Not for nothing. Yo, the interest is yo when people was getting match, right? super kicked, people was getting popped. When you seen the three NXT tag team greats, you seen like AOP, you seen the War Raiders, and you seen the Revival having a stand came out? No one gave a no. fuck. Like, when I mean no one gave a fuck, no one gave a fuck. I heard Finn Balor versus Andrade was the best match on the show, and the, and literally maybe one person reacted to it. Um, right. So, um, so, um, so, 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 right, so, so before I digress, so before digressing, before oh, digressing, this, 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 so, so I was like, I mean, oh, not shit. for nothing, like, no. So I'm on this bike. So I'm like, oh shit. Wait, did like, you hear okay. what she said though? Wait. She wait. said I heard I heard the Triple H batch was good. All I had to tell her was it was 25 minutes. <laughs> um, she said, wait, why? So, 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 so I'm like, alright, I'm gonna get to see these entrances cool, right? So I'm like, alright, I'm done. I'm, I finish up, I'm walking home. My walk is literally 10 minutes home. My oh, walk from, is from the 10 gym? minutes. These niggas didn't even start the match yet. Yo, what was yo, they didn't even stop <laughs> My walk is 10 minutes home. The Dude, match like the didn't even like, start yet. The they are still the entering the ring. I got the meme right here. You want to see it? This shit was ridiculous. I, I heard the Undertaker, the approximate time for Undertaker's entry was 5 minutes and 20 seconds. Look, see? Fucking ridiculous. Yo, Goldberg's is- music restarted. Goldberg's music restarted during his entrance. It was that fucking long. And then when the match started, good God. So I I, I, I thought it was it started off decent. All right, Undertaker hits him with a right. And then Goldberg spears him. All right, cool. 
Then, then the Undertaker hits. Then uh, Goldberg said Undertaker with another spear. All right, cool. This looks. This looks like this might be some hard hitting shit. But after literally Undertaker tried this little, you know, Goldberg tried his little, um, whatever the fuck you want to call his little dojo how, style how leg lock. Go, how old is Goldberg? Yo, when I tell you they both Can fell, like they both fell. Like they both fell. Like they both fell. No, I want to know how old. Okay, hold on. Wait, so they they flipped and they both fell. And then Goldberg literally grabs Undertaker's leg and hugs it. Like hugs it. Like this, and then and then Cole has the, uh, the audacity to call it a leg lock. <laughs> the audacity. And then let's, we're not even going to talk about them okay, choke slams. So we're not even going to talk about the choke slams. The choke slams, he got six inches off the ground. I'm pretty sure that your description of this match is a lot more entertaining than the actual the, match. The, the, the choke slam, he got him six inches off the ground. Okay, so Bill Goldberg, Goldberg pre-cut himself before the match. He pre-cut. There was a dot in his head. I'm, I'm done. There was a I'm dot done. in his no, head no, as his entrance was coming. Nope, you're not, and then, you're not and then he nope. runs into the post. He runs into the post. Nope, and then he blames nope. himself. And then, nope. oh, shit, he's nope. busted open. He's been busted open since he came out the door. Nope, we saw the blood coming out. Like, this shit was so... And then, and then he was concussed. And then he was concussed. Yo, they couldn't even counter counters. Like they tried to counter shit, they both fall. Oh damn, it's already just, on. It's already on YouTube. Read, oh my god, it's on I YouTube already. Right this uh, comment from George uh, Counterman. He said 107 combined years in the ring. That's Wait. what. That was the combined age of Goldberg <laughs> and uh, the Undertaker. Yo, yeah, what, what did it for 52. me, bro? Was the end of the end sequence? Goldberg after he hits his third shitty spear. He hits his third shitty spear. He goes for a jackhammer and hits it with a brainbuster. He hits him with a brain buster. Like, he legit hits him with a brain he buster. Botched, he botched the jackhammer. Like, yo, he did. He, and he dared to try to pin him. He dares try to try to pin him. And, 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 then, and then Undertaker's fed up. You can tell Undertaker's fed up. He hits him with the weakest choke slam in wrestling history. Yo, he hit him with a choke slam that went so high, that shit barely went as high as off the fucking rug. And, and the match is over. I'm I'm convinced one that um, like it I'm was convinced that really it was bad. literally like it was the worst pay per view televised match since Sting and Jeff Hardy. That didn't, and that didn't even happen. And one of those persons was under the influence. That's what I'm saying. Of they didn't even, they didn't even ha- that match didn't even happen. Ouch! So we like, I mean, it barely happened. Like, but I'm just saying, like, oh. We gotta run Oh, that's through. the box. Oh, my God. Wait, hold on. Wait. Oh, that's the leg lock. That's the leg lock. That's the leg lock. Wait, what lock? That was what? the leg lock. We have to, we have to run through lock. a couple of more events Chrissy. that, that we, uh, we didn't get to go You're over. welcome. I endured that. Yes, you endured that for us, so I won't watch it. Thank you, JJ, for watching it. So I'm us. convinced that the Undertaker has the horrible hairstylist of having his extensions, and he needs to get a haircut. I, I don't even care about the He's extensions. Just, go back to the short hair. Yo. He's, yes! Yo, like, yo, it's like yo, you don't even have Chrissy. sideburns no more, dude. Chrissy. Like, Come on. Chrissy, if they wrestled, if they wrestled okay, we wouldn't care about that. Okay, but, so wait, the Undertaker. Okay, so wait, Goldberg is yo, fifty-two. All right, we're running. We're, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. One hundred and seven, one hundred and seven combined years is what they were in the ring. So, New Japan Pro Wrestling Best of Super Juniors twenty six final was this past Wednesday. We went over a little bit of that. John Moxley, the new IWGP United States Champion, defeating Juice Robinson. Jay White uh, got a big victory, his third victory in a row, I think, over uh, Tanahashi. And then the bigger news, the main event. Mm. Will Ospreay defeats Shingo Tagagi in not only the one of the best best of Super Juniors finals that I've ever seen. 
the best match of the year. Yes, I'm saying it. I'm saying it right again? now. Yes, I'm saying it again. Yes, I said Tanahashi and Okada before, after Wrestle Kingdom. I said Cole and Gargano after New Takeover New That's York. That's why I said again. Will Osprey and Shingo top both of those matches? Yeah. I went out and had one of the best matches I've seen in a New Japan ring. Shingo Takagi, I've seen him for over 15 years when he was back in Dragon Gate going to the ROA shows. He's even better now. He's mm -hmm. amazing. Right. And right. then Will Ospreay became the best wrestler in the world throughout that 36 minutes of that match. I saw a guy go from a boy to a man, from a superstar, from the top star that can carry New Japan Pro Wrestling. He took the spot of Kenny Omega. At the Best of the Super Junior 26 Finals, they got their replacement for Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay. They got their replacement for Cody Rhodes and John Moxley. Um, so I, I'm, I'm going to kind of piggyback off of what you're talking about right now. So watching those two matches, like great, great fucking weekend of wrestling, first of all. Yes. Great week of oh, wrestling. And I'm also going to say this as well. Loved uh, Double or Nothing. Loved TakeOver 25. Love best them of all. Best of Super Juniors 26 finals. Better than both shows. What? But, yes. but, uh, I mean, all right. Yes. So, 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 all right. So it, this all Send depends. Send me the link, please. So, no, Thank no, no, you. This all depends on the wrestling style that you like. But here's the difference. Here's what I think. Here's what I think took place over, over this course of seven days. We watched <laughs> the inaugural, one of the greatest pay-per-views <laughs> that you'll see in, 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 in years. And then you see NXT TakeOver 25, literally one of the greatest NXT matches of all motherfucking time. Which was? Which was Gargano, Gargano Cole. That match was, to, like, to me, to my opinion, that's just me, to me that was match of the year. Because of the, I love stories in matches. I love how stories come that, back that into was, play, into yes. matches, and they played it perfectly yes but there's sometimes that moment where you literally see a wrestler become the best in the world and that is what will osprey did at best of super juniors mm -hmm. he took over as the greatest wrestler in the world that night or that morning for us <laughs> he became the absolute best so i used the, the shit that this man was doing in that ring you literally thought that you was playing WWE No Mercy, and you're what, and you're creating moves, and he's executing them. Wow! And it, it was it was un, like, it, it was so unreal you couldn't even react to the shit that he was doing. It was like what, what? I never even seen this shit before. I never even I didn't even know this shit was possible. I didn't even know these moves was capable of happening, and he is pulling these shit off flawlessly. And that is like the trans. So that's why. For SP, he's probably that's the best match for him because he literally saw somebody become the best. Mm. And for me, I just love storytelling wrestling. So that so my pick for that is definitely Cole and Gargano. But then his would be that because the 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 passing of the best in the world torch. Mm. Yeah. That right there, like it's hard. It basically pick your flavor. Before we go into Takeover Twenty Five, I do want to say the. Best two matches I saw outside of the finals from the Best of the Super Juniors. Both involved Will Ospreay as well. Will Ospreay versus Bandito, which was great high-fiving, ridiculous for like 20, 25 minutes. And then Will Ospreay versus Rocky Romero, which was more of a story of a KG veteran versus the rising star. How do we get great Jason story. off this page? Great story. <laughs> how, do we, how do we get Jason off this page? Comment after we go through everything we missed. Uh, Takeover 25, some nice transition. Yo, Takeover 25. Like, we had, like, two weeks of wrestling. Like, I mean, like, two back-to-back -back Saturdays of, like, great 
freaking wrestling. I mean, you had the double or nothing pay-per-view, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Fact. I'll eat troll or whatever it is. It was great. Then. How dare you even thought anything different? I mean, I just for a first pay per view, I was like, okay, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm not gonna have any type of feelings. I'm not gonna give any reactions because, right? I didn't know what to expect. <laughs> Amazing. Then you give me Takeover in fucking Connecticut, like. The crowd delivered. The yo, crowd I'm was so amazing, though. Yes, shit. I'm not even gonna lie. Takeover, yo, from the minute Takeover started to the minute it ended, I don't understand how WWE drops their pay-per-views and you can give a two and a half hour show with consistency consistency and how quick that show felt oh my god i'm looking at the time when it when colin gardano and it ended at like 9 30 i'm like fuck i could have went to the show yo yo <laughs> you know the fucked up the fucked up thing about it is that you went into NXT TakeOver 25 not having a highest expectation. No, exactly. Because they didn't I'm really even sell the right show. Now, top, it barely sold the show. Bottom, from first match to last match, match one through five, is in line for the greatest TakeOver I didn't really care about the girls' match. Like, it's in line, I'm saying, and I'm not saying it is, but... Because I was like, she won not, again? I'm yo, like, oh, God. But that match with, that match with, the, that match with Io Shirai was fucking good. It was really good. That was Shayna Baszler's best performance on a TakeOver I was But I, the I, most underrated match to me in the year 2019, and it will remain that way because people will not give it the credit that it deserves, is motherfucking Matt Riddle versus Roderick Strong. Oh, my God. That's good. That's good. That was a good match. Holy that, shit. Not, that for nothing. Because I wasn't really a Matt Riddle fan, but it, it it sold me. I think even if we look back at this in December, that's going to be WWE's best opener of the year. That's that's. The oh best. my god! That was the best opener. That was even top. I and I'm a big fan of, and that's why I can't go as far as top guy JJ calling Takeover 25 one of the greatest ever because we just saw the greatest ever Takeover like a couple of months ago. Takeover yeah. New York yeah. was yeah. the greatest yeah. Takeover yeah. ever. Like, yes, there's no right. question. No, I, I said and one of the greatest. Not for nothing. I, I wish these one. matches were. Some of them that they, that that happened at the uh, twenty five was at something. Exactly. No, no, something. No, and that's just... why I also won't go as far as saying Colin Gargano is my match of the year because it's not even the best. Colin um, Gargano the one, match the, the dude that put. Uh, I I just feel like this match was a great match. It was an instant classic. It's Colin not, Gargano. Yeah, and what? It's not five stars to me. I, honestly, wow. they just that, that, they, that, they, they that's your personal they got, opinion. They got a little bit too cute with the outside stuff. The near falls was a little bit too much. They wanted to match the drama of the, mm. the first that, match, that. and I get that. And I it get, has to be like the best right, of three because uh-uh. it's gonna be another one. It's gonna be a third one. I think I think they're gonna do another one like later down the line. Which Maybe. I was that's why I was surprised hey. that they gave it to Gargano on the first run because I was like, well, that was this whole story. The whole story was Johnny Gargano. Adam Cole was just a replacement for Chunk. So yeah, you're right, you're right. You, right, yes, you had right. to complete the Johnny you, Gargano right. story. Okay. But I felt like, and that was the, another reason why I feel Cole and Gargano 1 is a much better match than Cole and Gargano 2, because I felt like there was no question Cole was winning this match. Like, Cole and Gargano mm. 1, there was, there was a legit, I don't know who's going to win. Okay, like, I, I don't know if no, gonna, no, they're going to let Johnny thought, get this moment or Cole, Adam Cole. Yeah, but that sounds like I actually thought that Gargano was going to win because he just got the belt. 
It hasn't been that long. So I legit though, I was like, nah, he's gonna win it again. The only reason that I felt like it was number for sure Cole was winning is because Gargano is just this second version of Sami Zayn. And Sami Zayn had one title to I I get your points, but it's one of those you you kinda going into it as realist. I went into it like I love I I love going into these takeovers with no objectivity. Whatsoever. And Um, that's what I I, that's what that's how I enjoy these shows. Change. I I looked at him totally different. Who Tyler Breeze? Yep. Oh, Tyler Breeze definitely. Stopped I I didn't even know he could wrestle so damn good. That ladder match was insane. Oh, the ladder fun. match was. Oh my god! When I I was jumping in my house like I was at the show. <laughs> I was so happy for Crime Time. I mean, I you could have thought I was at. Did you the, just call him Crime Time? I'm. So, oh shit. <laughs> I have the crime time, I mean street profit. Because it's probably copy. It is the same shit, just that they have cups now. I'm just sorry. And they're, they're more like comical and they're much a little bit better than, you know, crime time. But I, it's carbon copy. But I love them even more. That However, was, great fucking match. That ladder match was insane. I have street profits here as the MVPs. Yes. The MVP of that match, Kyle O'Reilly for those insane bumps. Mm. He was taking, he was taking ri- ridiculous bumps. Didn't he ever, like, didn't but, he have arm? But, 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 but. Montez Ford became a motherfucking star that night. Yes. He definitely, he yes. Definitely, he definitely Montez yes, Ford yes. became a motherfucking star that night. Black motherfucking excellence. Shine, baby. That boy, woo, that boy performed last on, on TakeOver. Yes, last week. To, to touch on AEW Double or Nothing real quick, Cody and Dustin, one of the matches of the year. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm so star rated classic. Hell, yeah. Like the, the Stone Cold and... Um, Bret Hart, that, that, that blood, oh my, great match, one great of the, match. One of the iconic Crimson Masses by uh, Dustin Rhodes. Uh, Young Bucks prove they're the, they're the best tag team in the world. <laughs> in a fantastic display against uh, Future Bros. I had multiple people that never saw the Young Bucks uh, ever before at Legends telling me, this this is why everybody loves them? I was like, yeah, that's yeah, why. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they then, came dressed out as Elvis. Of course, well, not really. But, I mean, okay. they had no Elvis. Come I guess, on. I guess. Jericho defeats uh, Kenny Omega, no and he's going to move on to verse Hangman Page at All Out in Chicago. And, of course, John Moxley's debut. So match of the night was Cody versus Dustin. MVP was John Moxley. Uh, you want to read off anything from the spotlight or the True Hills before we end it off with Dominion real quick? I mean, I, I mean, the, the Cody versus Dustin, as far as emotional match of the year, I mean, that was, um, it was one of those literally one that was – Right in line. That's I love storytelling wrestling, man. And they use and the then, same story and, as Dad and, and, and did with his old, and with the song. And that's how you get people to buy it. And it just all over in. again. And it just made like, it even it does, better. Like, like, sometimes you're not going to see the craziest moves yeah. in the world. But when you when you are gripped into a match and you have no idea what's about to happen. And you just wait, 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 wait. We forgot something totally, totally big. When Cody came out and his wife gave, and he went and got that damn sledgehammer. That was a that was a shot. Shot fight. I mean, we have to we had right there. Cody literally put the nail in the coffin with his entire relationship with any other company. That's it. Like he, especially WWE. But he put. I was like, like yeah, don't think I'm not gonna win. I'm I'm going all in. Yep. That's it. That's it. I, I love it. I love it all. Uh, I love that uh, that show as well. That it's double or hard. Nothing, I would say Double or Nothing is in my but, be in my top five, top three match uh, shows of the year. But Simon sure. Monk did say something pretty interesting too. That um the 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 grizzled young vets and Mustache Mountain from Takeover Blackpool is right in line with that with the the Matt Riddle 
um for opener yeah opener yeah, oh right. my god like right. you those shits are neck up. and neck those Sign shits up. are neck I, I and motherfucking neck and uh uh rico black versus the warriors <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I would definitely say that's number three yeah. i would say that's number three but let's run through dominion because our friend has to run real quick so yeah let's go through these matches for dominion this sunday dominion is considered new japan pro wrestling second biggest show of the year it's the, considered one of the biggest shows in wrestling of the summer so this is like the big show before G1 starts in the summertime. So in the opener, it's going to be the new IWGP US champion John Moxley versus the young nine Shoto Amino. I don't think we really have to go down down the line. John Moxley. Moxley. <laughs> um, He's not losing no time soon. We got Kojima going one-on-one with Shingo Tagagi. This is Shingo's introduction. His first time versing a heavyweight in New mm. Japan for wrestling. A lot of rumors are saying that Shingo is going to be in the G1, which please New Japan, put Shingo in the G1, please. Who you got in this one? Dude, after that, but Shingo. Shingo. It's like, what the fuck? Shingo down the line as well. Uh, we got Jushin Thunder Liger and Yoshihashi versus the Suzuki Dung tandem of Minoru Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr. This is continuing the rivalry between Liger and Suzuki. Who you got in this one? Zack Sabre Jr. and Suzuki. Great match, but definitely Sabre and Suzuki. I think we're going to set up for Yoshihashi versus Zack Sabre Jr. for the British Heavyweight Championship. So I think Liger and Yoshihashi win this one. Who you got? Six-man tag team matchup. It's going to be Hiroshi Tanahashi, Juice Robinson, and Rizuke Taguchi versus Jay White, Chase Owens, and Taiji Ishimori of the Bullet Club. Jay White, Chase, and... Yeah, and I'm not Ishimori. touching. I'm not touching anything that involves Tanahashi right now. He is cold as ice. <laughs> I think I'm gonna agree with the guys. I'm gonna Tanahashi is way too cold right now. Our friends in the Bullet Club, Jay White, uh, Ishimori, and my friend Chase Owens. Go to our YouTube channel and check out our interview with Chase Owens. Really funny guy. He's a really fun interview that we got on our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Never Openweight Championship is on the line. Taishi will be defending against Big Match Tommy. Tomohiro Ishii. Who you got in this one? Mm, Ishii. You got Ishii? Ishii just doesn't seem to win matches. Cool. I'm, I'm just gonna go with Tachi because I don't see Ishii just Ishii's always like a dangerous son of a bitch but I, he just doesn't win okay. I'm gonna agree with Crystal I'm gonna go with Ishii I feel like Ishii is the perfect never overweight championship champion and it's gonna set up some big matches for the rest of the year we got IWGP tag team titles on the line it's gonna be Gorillas of Destiny G.O.D. defending against Evil and Sonata of L.I.J. who you got? L.I.J. L.I.J. new champions who you got? J.J. Mm, I'm definitely going to go with G.O.D. G.O.D. I'm going to agree with them. I'm going to go with our friends in the Bullet Club. G.O.D. Tama Tonga. Check out that interview as well. IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. I'm going to give this a certified banger status. This is going to be a great one. It's going to be Dragon League defending against the winner of the Best of Super Juniors 26, Will Ospreay. Who you got? Ospreay. I think Osprey confirms his status as the best wrestler in the world, and he wins the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, and he takes that title for the first time since Prince Devitt was in the G1. He takes the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title and, and is a part of the G1 this summer. I'm not going to sit here and call somebody the best in the world and think they're going to lose in their very next match. 
Definitely going with Osprey taking the title on this one. Okay. This one is another one that plans to be one of the best matches of the night and one of the best matches of the year if you saw them at the G1 Supercard. It's for the IWGP Intercontinental Champion. Kota Ibushi will de be defending against Tensuya Naito. Naito versus Ibushi 3 in 2019. Who you got? Ibushi. You got Ibushi def successfully defending. Who you got? I see Naito actually regaining. Mm. His Intercontinental Championship because I see bigger things on the horizon for Ibushi coming up later in the year. Okay. I, I'm going to foreshadow the big things that he sees that I probably see the same thing as him. Okay. I think Naito beats Ibushi to become the new Intercontinental Champion because I feel like Naito is the new Nakamura for the Intercontinental title in New Japan. Oh, poor Nakamura. And Ibushi yeah. goes on and wins the G1 later this summer to verse Okada in the Tokyo Dome in January. Who you got? This one is the main event. One of the most anticipated matches of the year is going to be Okada defending the IWGP Heavyweight Championship against the pain maker, Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho. Great t-shirts, but he's definitely not winning the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Going to be a great match. Going to be a thriller. Obviously, it's my boy. I love him to death. He just got a big win versus Kenny motherfucking Omega at double or nothing. So you think that's no, no. He ain't taking the IWGP heavyweight. Okay. Nah, he ain't, nah, nah, he ain't going that far. Okay. So, All Okada has to do oh, he ain't taking it that far. is avoid the Judas effect. That's all he has to now, do. Now, clearly, you know who I'm rooting for. <laughs> but who I think is going to win, I think Okada is going to take an ass whooping. But I think he's going to retain. Okay. I think after three Rainmakers, Okada defeats Jericho. Three of them? Yes, okay. And successfully defends the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Mm. But definitely, guys, if you're not a subscriber to New Japan World, become a subscriber today, this weekend, this Sunday. It's going to be one of the best shows of the year. Last year, in 2018, Dominion was my show of the year because of that classic between Okada and Omega 4. So check it out this Sunday, Dominion on New Japan World. So any final thoughts before we wrap up True Hill Heat 37, guys? Nope. Thank God we have finally got some quality motherfucking wrestling, boy. That shit felt so good. Thank you. Thank you. And gives me it a makes reason you feel to like skip it, it, Raw and SmackDown. Gives me a reason to not give a fuck about any of that. The only reason why like, I even tune so into that is just so though, I know what's man. going on for the show. I can't even elaborate, but like... Raw and Raw is just trash, son. Like, see, aren't you Raw. glad we found you when we did, so we can expose you to the rest of the wrestling we world when WWE is struggling <laughs> like this? But this whole like wild card bullshit is just like it's the same shit every fucking week. You got Roman Reigns, you got the Usos. You, it's the same thing. Carp is just like copied and pasted. Like, yeah, we're fucking gonna do this horrible, stuff, man. and then you like, go on SmackDown. Like, not even not, which was like the better show. It's not even like it's just. Yeah, it's just there. It's let's just there. Like it's just, just be happy that we had some, some some great wrestling over the past week. We had three great shows, three great shows that I think are going to be in the top ten, top fifteen. <laughs> and then, and then we got topped off with Undertaker and Goldberg. And then you had Sweet Saudi Money three. I mean. Couple of thoughts from the True Hills in the spotlight before we wrap it up. Cody versus Dustin is so far the best match of the year, in my opinion. Says Jeremy Clinton. Uh, uh, Nick Jackson says Kyle O'Reilly went through it in that fucking ladder match. And he says he agrees. Montez is the fucking man. 
Uh, Chris Gutierrez says, can't remember uh, if I cried at Legends after the Rose, Rose match. <laughs> Dan Margaritas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Facts. Uh, Nick Jackson also says, Cody finally burned his bridge to the WWE, I suppose. I don't know uh, about burning bridges, he did. sir. He did. Steve Salvage says, Bushiest versus Naito should be called the Watch Your Neck match. Absolutely. Guys, please, Abushi and Naito, don't break each other's necks on Sunday. Please. I need you guys to have great matches in the G1. So, finally, guys, thank you guys for watching True Hill Heats 37. If you haven't already, if you're watching on the Spotlight page, become a member of our True Hills group page. Follow us on our Twitter machine at True Hill Heats. Of course, if you're watching this on the True Hills group page, like and follow the Spotlight page, as well as check out Battle Club Pro. Battle Club Pro is our independent promotion that we sponsor here in New York City. Their next event is on June 21st. It's called Unfinished Business, where they're going to crown their first ever men's first ever Battle Club Pro world champion. So check that out. Battle Club Pro Unfinished Business on June 21st. Guys, where can they follow you on social media? You can find me at the Sensational Miss Chrissy Love or Chrissy Love underscore on IG and on Facebook, Twitter as well. And I am True Hill underscore Top Guy JJ. And guys, leave us some comments. Let us know if y'all want us back in the True Hill Funhouse. Absolutely. Please yes. leave us a comment on our YouTube channel on one of our videos. We had True Hill Heat 35 in the True Hill Funhouse. We had True Hill Heat 36 at Legends. We're trying out different locations for True Hill Heat. So Becky we want to know Lacey. your feedback. Seth so leave a comment Corbin. on our YouTube Kobe channel about Dolph. that. And become a subscriber for our YouTube channel. We are always looking for more subscribers. And we want to go live on YouTube. iTunes, True Hill Heat. Check that out later this week. True Hill Heat 37 will be up. So until True Hill Heat 38, that's Top Guy JJ, Miss Chrissy Love, I'm SP3, and we are signing off. Peace.